Welcome back, everyone, to the Flyover Show. We have an extra special episode, a Thursday night football edition of the Flyover Show. Uh, we got a lot of beautiful things to go over, a lot of news. Uh, hopefully, the audio should be better. It should be getting better in the coming days. Uh, we're young in this game. We're getting better every day. Um, we got, we'll got. we go into some... A lot of news came out today. We'll get into all that. We'll get into some lines for this weekend. We'll make our picks, and we will talk probably a little Nebraska football. I am joined, as always... Uh, by the beautiful Scott Wyman. Scotty, how we doing? Doing good, Joe. Feeling hungry. Hell yeah. Hungry yeah. for football, baby. Hungry for football. Never been more hungry for football than I was tonight because I went to my fiance's uh, cross-country banquet. Hell yeah. Coach. Really good cross-country coach. They won state. Yep, sorry. But different sport, different athletes, different culture because I went there, got through the line, um... They had pizza for us, so I was like, okay. Yeah. Went through, grabbed, you know, grabbed a, a hamburger. Little Caesars? No, it was uh, Domino's, I think. Domino's, gross. Yep. Okay, keep going. Yeah, it was. <laughs> 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 grabbed the pepperoni, grabbed the hamburger, mm. and then I was about to grab a uh, Hawaiian, which is controversial, but they said, no, only two pieces. You're only allowed to have two oh, pieces of geez. pizza. That's cross-country. And I was like, what? What are we doing? Holy moly, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, I know I know you're extra hungry for football. You just finished coaching JV, 6-1. Yep. Sorry. Playoff game tomorrow, varsity. Woo. Easy dub. Yep, easy, easy dub. dub. First round of the playoffs. No, uh, we play a really good opponent. I'm excited for it. Yep. It'll be a good game. Um, but yeah, different sport, different athletes. What, what's your minimum amount of pizza that you would eat in one sitting? Like, is this, so I'm back into eating healthy, healthy me again. Uh, seeing too many pictures of myself from college when I was thin. So starting to eat a little healthier, but I'm going to, let's just say like I'm fully eating pizza. I'm eating minimum four, probably. That was my number two. Yeah. 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 Four. Like I think I plan, I go into it planning on four. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from like four to six. Fuck, you ever go someplace and they have like two different kinds? Like they like order from two different places? What? Yeah, <laughs> well, I, two different plate yeah my girlfriend's things? grandma, they like, oh. grandparents, they'll get like the regular stuff or like some local place they like and then they'll go Pizza Hut. That's interesting. I'm down. I really like Pizza Hut. My friend Harrison, who I also coach with. Is obsessed with Pizza Hut. He has his own like special order that he puts in. It's Nebraska like, legend Harrison. Nebraska <laughs> legend. Uh, I'm trying to think how do how do I phrase the the hardest kicked 27 yard field goal you've ever seen in your life. Harrison yep. Martin. Nuke. Blaine's and in a way, in a hostile hostile crowd too. Yeah. Away game. A pigs. Yeah. Pigs never flown that fast. Uh-uh. Um. It probably it squealed when it left his foot. The. No, he's obsessed with this one specific order from Pizza Hut, but it's like some sort of like garlic stuffed crust. It is pretty legit, but um, respect. Just shout out Pizza Hut. Shout out Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's fucking <laughs> awesome. All right. uh, somebody else who's also awesome uh, and unfortunately is going to be out for a few weeks. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase out four to six weeks with hip injury. Oh my God. May land on the injured reserve. Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. Uh, <clears throat> that is just catastrophic. From Adam Schefter, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase is dealing with a hip injury. Is expected to sideline him four to six weeks and make him a prime candidate for injured reserve per sources. 
Chase visited with a hip specialist Wednesday and is seeking more answers about his injury. Now, this is um, coming off the heels of the Bengals really looking. They did not start this season looking very good. No. Um, started 2-0. and uh, Yeah, Super Bowl. The team that loses a Super Bowl always starts the next season tough. Like, it, it, the team that loses, losing the Super Bowl hangover is, I think, more real than a Super Bowl hangover. So, immediately opened up, lost the Steelers. They suck. Lost the Cowboys, who have looked good. Beat the Jets, beat the Dolphins, lost the Ravens. I should say that Steelers game was crazy, but Steelers. That Steelers when game was when they had JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Mm. So JJ Watt, who TJ Watt, TJ Watt, TJ Watt, who has been activated, um, not officially activated. He's designated to return, so they have a couple weeks yet, but he's able to return to practice. Um, this is a big loss. I mean, obviously, it's st- still a very talented wide receiver core. Um, but Jamar Chase just does things that, you know, other humans cannot do. Uh, crazy athletes, you know. Oh, I thought you had pulled up, just for context, I thought Joe had pulled up a picture of Jamar Chase, but it was just a picture of Lamar Jackson, and it said, wow, Jamar Chase really looks like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, good save. Yeah, good thing you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have the Bengals logo? Lamar Jackson Ravens dressed to impress ahead of NFL Week 8 Thursday Night Football Showdown. Why is that the first thing when the Bengals show up? We'll figure it out. We'll contact ESPN. We'll make sure we get to the bottom of that. But uh, the Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow connection really was hitting the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly one of the best, Not I wouldn't even say young wide receivers. I would just say one of the best receivers in football. Um, they got the Browns, Panthers, Steelers, Titans coming up. Um, not impossible games. Right. Uh, then the Chiefs probably want Jamar Chase for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Browns again, that would be six. Uh, unless they have a bye in there. I don't quick maths. They do, which I guess doesn't necessarily matter. But well, I mean, it, it means he's probably back before they face the Chiefs, mm-hmm. which is huge. Four to six, one two. I think the rest of the based on how many weapons they have, you know, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Komet, is there a tight end? No, no he's the Bears. The oh, Bears. Yep. Uh, Jackson in both my fantasy leagues. They've got the uh, big, uh, big redbeard guy. Is there a tight end? Oh, I Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Boom. He's, he's, you got a redbeard. Joe Mixon. You know that. Joe Mixon, yeah. <laughs> you have a redbeard. We're all, we're all related. We're all in the same group chat. Hey, um, that offensive line uh, has been clicking, too. They've allowed like the least yeah. pressures of the last three games, too. They were catching a lot of heat. So was uh, Zach Taylor. They were catching a lot of heat. These guys think he's got to go. Um, Two three-point losses to solidly coached teams coming off of a loss in a Super Bowl. You know, that's understandable. Their combined total for their losses this year is eight points. They're eight points away from being. You just do the math on the fly like that right there? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Three plus three plus two. I can do that. Um, I mean, they against the Falcons. Um, yeah, I don't. It's hard to say they haven't looked good in the past few weeks. It's. They, I mean, and what we know about the Jets and the Dolphins right now, those are starting to look like better and better wins as the week goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you just compliment the Dolphins right there. No. Okay. Nope. Just saying. Um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, I forgot that was the game where Tua got. Uh, what's the, the right way to put this? Injured. The the Bengals stuff. Oh yeah, that was like a Thursday night game. I mean, he got put to sleep. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's back now. He almost he got carried halfway to the gates of Valhalla. But Browns, that's a win. Panthers, that's a win. Steelers, that's a win. Even without 
So, uh, what like that puts him at seven and three going into the game against the Titans, where he might or might not be back. Titans um, have not looked like world beaters lately. I no, mean, but a Browns coach team, someone yeah. that you you would like to be at full force for, yeah, to feel comfortable. Sure, probably going to win the AFC South, or yeah, probably is that South, yeah, yeah. Um, Chiefs, obviously, you're going to be at full max capacity for yep. that one. Browns, and then Browns think. with Deshaun Watson back. That's with Deshaun back? Yep. Damn, you're good at math, dude. And so, they they definitely have a tough end to their schedule. So, Titans, Chiefs, Browns with Deshaun back, Buccaneers who are going to be in playoff push, Pats, Bills, and then Ravens for the second time. That is a brutal end to the schedule. But it looks like he'll be back for that. So that maybe this is sort of a, like, uh, hey, we understand how the schedule is set up. Get as healthy as you can possibly be for the final stretch. Maybe. It may turn out that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw him kind of come up limp in that Falcons game. Didn't he really didn't hear a single thing peep about it till, uh all of a sudden he's out four weeks. Um, yeah. But really, the timing is not super great. Considering the, the Bengals looked like they were really clicking, like, yeah, they just lost to Baltimore, but really it looks or three weeks ago they lost to Baltimore, uh, but tied record wise with Baltimore, kind of looked like they were going to run away with the division the way Baltimore's been playing, Cleveland's been playing, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's been playing. Mm-hmm. Looked like they could stack, you know, two, three wins in the next few games um, to set themselves apart uh, in that division. But yeah, defense had been playing a lot better. Cam Taylor Britt's back. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, they. Yeah, I think. You'd obviously like to win the division. You'd like to get some home field advantage in the playoffs going on the road and winning three games for a second year in a row. Probably not likely. But uh, I think what 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 would get it done in the AFC to get a wild card spot? Probably 10 and 7. Yeah. 11 and 6 probably gets you, you could, to... You could probably, I mean, you get 11 wins. You're winning the division probably. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't think... In this one? I think if a team's winning 12 games, it's probably Cincinnati. If I don't see Baltimore winning 11, although they are tied with the Bucks right now, um, 10 and 10, third quarter. Um, I think we're going to start doing some of these live, which will be yeah, fun. Hell that yeah, that will be fun. Um, all right, another marquee uh, news story today. Kadarius Tony was moved to the Kansas City Chiefs. The New York Giants have reportedly parted ways, not reportedly, confirmed, uh, with their first round pick from a year ago. Wide receiver Kadarius Tony will now play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Quickly on Twitter said, replying to another tweet. I don't know the exact tweet because it was deleted. Assuming they mentioned something about his injury and his presumed inability to stay healthy. Quote, that joke would have been funny if I was actually hurt. Still, lol, dot, 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 space, dot, dot. Irrelevant people don't get updates. End quote. Tony wrote in a tweet that has since been taken down. Tony, the 20th overall pick in 2021 NFL draft has been inactive since week three with a hamstring injury. Um, it is crazy that they couldn't make that situation work in New York because it seems like he would be perfect for that offense and they really need outside weapons, right? Yeah. Dable's shown he's willing to be very flexible with the offense, getting balls in very creative ways to two different tight ends to, um, you know, a couple different running backs. They really need outside threats and the fact that they couldn't make that work, you know, maybe leads me to think, and, you know, with how much Dable is liked by the rest of the team. Yes, that a lot of this is probably something that Tony is doing off the field. That's kind of my thoughts. Something it's just it's just felt like something was going on, especially when somebody when somebody is not old, 
and they're out a lot. It's just, yeah. it usually feels like, and he's obviously very injury young. prone. Injury prone is a drastic understatement with Calarius Tony right now. Yeah. I mean, he played ten, in 10 games last year, but mm-hmm. you know, he had, he had exactly 420 yards last season. Hell yeah. There you go. But uh, clearly an athletic guy. It's just kind of, it's just very interesting, especially go to the chiefs. Um, now obviously the chiefs pretty much are always looking for weapons, especially lately. Um, if I if I say one play, what it get, picture Kadarius Tony in Chiefs uniform, and he has the ball. What yep. play did they just run to get him the ball? Jet sweep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the Chiefs are probably the most jet sweep team that you have in the league, and they just got a jet sweep guy. So Until... the thought in Chiefs Kingdom right now is that they're not planning on having McCole Hardman next year. I think is the presumed thought. Interesting. Uh, Juju okay. is on a one year. I would think the Chiefs are going to try to keep him. Um, he took a team-friendly deal with the Steelers last year uh, when the Chiefs wanted him, and the Steelers fucking stink. So I think there's a good chance that they are able to get Juju back. Yeah. Um, well, but... your I mean, your cap hit with Patrick Mahomes goes up significantly next year. So a lot of these moves are just ways that you maintain the roster when you have a really high-paid quarterback. And so Tony obviously is on his rookie on his deal contract, yeah. So it's going to be a cheaper option. Um, the Giants will be receiving a third-round compensatory pick, which they got for Ryan wow. Poles. Yeah, which they got for Ryan Poles being hired to the Giants. That's um, a that's a pretty yeah high asset and a 2023 sixth-round selection from the Chiefs for Tony. That's what I I have to trust. That's a significant uh, amount of draft capital. Brett Veach. They must really like him. They must really like him. And there's a lot to like. Yeah. The guy is, he can be, and apparently, I guess, Giants fan really like him. Uh, He just couldn't stay healthy, allegedly. Uh, It definitely seems like there's a little. For one reason or another, he couldn't be on the field. Yeah. It seems seems like it was something outside. And just, who knows? Like, when you're in a building like that, uh, you're dealing with a lot. I would think if it's something unsolvable and this guy's just, oh, this guy's a problem, all that stuff, I don't think the Chiefs are going to give you a third-round pick for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly there's something they like. Uh, clearly, I mean, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot to like. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I think uh, I'm, I'm just going to go out and assume the Chiefs, he'll be pretty, pretty fucking good on the Chiefs. Yeah, the way Andy Reid can get playmakers the ball. I actually talked. I was talking with a high school coach down in Florida uh, this past summer who played at Kentucky against Kadarius Tony when he was at Kadarius uh, Tony. Kadarius Tony. Yep. Kelder, not Kelder. There's no L in there. Kadarius Tony. He played against these baby. Uh, this coach was at Kentucky, and Tony was. This was Mark Stoops. He was talking. To. No, <laughs> and Tony was on the uh, Gators still. And he said that they were going through film study the next day, and Tony had got off for a bunch of rushing yards against him. And he said it felt like he was like teleporting when he would cut, like a fucking like in Naruto when the guy just like yeah yeah reappears, or like you know Destiny, like something they used to have was called like blink shotgunning, yeah, where you'd teleport through the air. But he said literally it was like a ghost, like you'd go to tackle him and then he would be gone. Yeah, so. Someone who obviously has tremendous potential. We'll see if the Chiefs can utilize him. I think 
I'm probably like 30% that this is going to work out in like a super meaningful way. Probably like 70% that he's just going to be like the fourth option. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been trying to, I was trying to, kind of trying to figure out what the Chiefs, like, because somebody's got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I believe the order is, and this doesn't necessarily mean much. Uh, so you've got Juju, MBS, yeah. uh, Mecole. I think Juju's probably been a disappointment. There's no way you're paying him 9 mil next year if he is just getting this level of production. Oh, I don't think so. He's had, he's like two, he's back-to-back 100-yard games, touchdowns. Um, I mean, he's been okay, but the last mm-hmm. two games he's been playing very well. There's mm-hmm. certainly excitement about Juju right now. For sure, but it hasn't, I mean, he's been doing that sort of in like, non-meaningful time of non-meaningful games if that makes sense like to me it's like juju has gotten the ball a lot after the chiefs already been up by two scores uh the bills game was two games ago he had over 100 and a tud i suppose i stand corrected I, I did watch all of those both those games and it did not seem like juju was a major factor but i think shows up with they will definitely pay him nine mil if they get it for that i think he might juju? To... oh yeah oh yeah I don't, uh, that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for an aging receiver. Juju's probably looking for something more than just a one-year Like 24. Juju's not 24. Maybe he's 25. Juju's like 30. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes. <laughs> Juju's sister is 25 years old. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of hard-hitting news coverage we bring you guys. Excuse here at the me. Show. Yeah. He's 25. I, how long is he? Was he drafted as like a 19 year old? What is going on? <laughs> no, dude. He was drafted fucking 2014. Wait, was he? Yeah. What? If he was drafted in 2014, then he was 18. Oh, USC. Okay. Jesus oh. Christ. 2017. <laughs> We're going off the rails. Hell yeah. That's how we like it. 2017, he was drafted. Okay. Yeah. Damn, yeah. he's 25 years old. Yeah, he's very young. Why does he seem like over the hill to me? I don't know. He kind of runs like he's old. He yeah. does run like he's old. He runs like an yeah. old man. He runs well. He runs hard. Um, so Kansas City Chiefs would acquire uh, Kadarius Tony um, for a decent amount, high, high upside. And it's I think this is yeah. also a pick yeah. where if it doesn't work out, the Chiefs aren't too upset. Like he lose a third round pick, that's not great, but I mean a, a third upside. round pick is a there's a lot, a lot of value in a third round pick. Cause you know, it might or might not be a good player, it might or might not just be a death player, but that's someone who you have like a lot of control, basically like four years of control over, and they have a super low salary, if that Chiefs, makes sense. He's also still have including after this trade, still have ten picks in the up, upcoming draft. Uh, so the rich get a little richer. Let's talk about another team getting a rich team getting a little richer. The undefeated Philadelphia Eagles trade for edge rusher Robert Quinn from the Chicago Bears. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Smith. Now this is a much lighter trade. This is a lot less. So this is this has been a pick that Chiefs uh, Kingdom has been talking about for a long time. I've been hearing He's getting Robert Quinn. Yeah, it's yeah. Chiefs fans trying to get well, trying to will the acquisition of Robert Quinn. Um, the Bears signed Quinn to a five-year, $70 million, $70 million contract in the 2020 offseason. Uh, 
Quinsett had 18 and a half sacks plus 17 tackles for lost last season. Uh, kind of flew under the radar with those kinds of insane numbers. Um, what was he done this season? Uh, sure, yeah, he hasn't done a lot this season. Kind of showed out this most recent primetime game. Uh, people in Philadelphia are loving GM Howie Roseman right now. Yeah. Um, now, this is the rental. This is the rental, like the definition of a one year rental. Because he's going to be very expensive on his next deal. Yeah. I mean, assuming he's, I mean, he's old. He's 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they just looked at him, beat the fuck out of the Patriots, and said, oh, we got to have this guy, is what I think happened. Um, this one was very surprising to me. I didn't think, obviously, you know, if you're the Eagles, you don't want to rest on your laurels or anything. Um, but, I mean, Dan Orlovsky looks fucking old. Looks good. Pretty I think old. he looks good. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, Salt and pepper. So the Chicago Bears traded veteran pass rusher Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a fourth-round draft pick. Um, I just, yeah. Five years, $70 million. So the Eagles, well, the Bears are probably paying the rest I of I think the Bears season. are eating seven. The Bears the are, are eating, like, the rest of his current salary. And then I think the Eagles can choose to cut him next year Ooh. if they would like. Uh-huh. There's no way they're paying him, you know, whatever 70 divided by 5 is. I can't do that one quite off the top of my head. We are drinking a couple beers. $14 million a year, that's what this guy's getting. Holy smokes. So, yeah, they are paying, you know, the Bears are paying... For his salary for the rest of the year, basically just to get him off the books for the next few years. So the Bears, totally committed to the development of the team, getting all of the heavy contracts off. Um, Bears have, as of I think before this trade, had over a hundred million dollars in open cap next year, and like ten ish draft. They're clearly rebuilding. So you just added another fourteen onto that. Yeah, they're adding. There's some clear. Uh, it's pretty clear what they're doing. I think they're still trying to develop Justin Fields. Um, I don't think it's impossible that they go after a quarterback this upcoming draft. I don't think it's likely. Um, obviously, he just we- whooped the fuck out of the Patriots. Um, I think that uh, if we want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that loss hurts. That is an unsustainable offense that you're running with Justin Fields. Well, the thing is they finally kind of started running the ball in the way fans have wanted. So then there is a thought to defenses will play a little bit differently. Yes. So now maybe, because I think Justin Fields, generally I am not somebody who, when you have a rushing, somebody who's very good at rushing, I'm not necessarily super uh, confident that they're going to be able to figure out how to throw the ball very well. He seems to have arm talent. Oh, definitely. It just seems like he doesn't, I don't know if it's coaching, I don't know if it's confidence, I don't know what exactly it is, but it seems, I think he can figure it out. I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, we've, it's been shown time and time again in the NFL that, you know, you can't, it's, it's not sustainable to run a quarterback as much as they did and on as many designed runs as they did. So like, yeah, Josh Allen runs a lot. Um, it's a lot less designed runs than what they did right there. And when you're not running on designed runs, then the quarterback has a lot more opportunity to slide, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter how many runs you have. It matters how many times your quarterback gets hit. And mm-hmm. on designed runs, your quarterback's going to get hit. If it's a scramble, that still counts as a rush, but he's not going to get hit. 
He did. He did do a pretty good job in that game, um, not taking hits when it was up to him. Um, obviously, he's very tough. We saw him in the was at the playoff game in college, where he took that fucking walloping. Yes, probably cracked like eight ribs. Came back in. I love. I like Justin Fields a lot. I did too. Guy. Yeah, I wanted the Patriots to draft him. Now remember though, he is a uh, vegan. Yeah, doesn't eat meat. Boom. I can't believe a Chicago quarterback's vegan. That's disgusting. No. We can't have it. We Scott, we cannot have that happening. Yeah, I mean, I what I was gonna say is Cam Newton once he went vegan started to take him a lot longer to recover from injuries. He's still so jacked though. He is jacked. Right. He's jacked. Oh man. Um, just a quick quick update. Uh, oh, for oh my god, lose another weapon, Rashad Bateman out for the rest of the game. Hold on, a couple of things. Ari Murov at my sports update. He is tweeting about this live tweeting about this Thursday night football game. He's trying to tweet Bucks, but he's t- tweeting hashtag Booth, uh, which is great. But uh, Jack Barrett card to the locker. Room. Yeah, so Ravens ruled out wide receiver Rashad Bateman for the rest of tonight's game due to a foot injury. Uh, that is nothing compared to losing Mark Andrews for this game. Uh, the first play of the game for the Ravens was like a twenty-five yard completion to Mark Andrews, and through the rest of the first half, they had no. They had like a couple first downs, basically like 70 yards or something like that. Um, they have taken the lead. Bucks came out strong on offense, uh, yeah. 17-10 right now. <clears throat> you guys, sorry. You guys don't care because this game's already happened. Um, <laughs> Scott, you have to fly to Florida for work, correct? Sometimes. Yes, I do. Um, do you ever, how long is that flight? Um, so I, I can never get a direct flight. I always have to stop in Atlanta or Charlotte or Dallas. And then, so like all, how much time do you spend on a plane? Total? Yeah, total. It's probably like three hours. Three hours. Do you yeah. spend half of that time doing lunges in the aisle? And No, I do not. <laughs> Rehabbing? Watching film? No, I do not. I, how do I spend my time on planes? Uh, playing Bloons Tower Defense. Oh, dude, that game is so good. Maybe anything offline. I I do a big refresh of my Twitter. I like switch to like latest tweets and do a big refresh, and then I read through that. That usually gives me about like an hour. Hey, congrats to Elon for buying Twitter. We're excited. Congrats. Um, and then I play Bloons Tower Defense, and that and I'll usually get like a, a level or two done, and then that that brings me to. That game is so whatever sweet. wherever my layover is. Dude, you just sunk so much time at work now that I know that I could I just like zone out that that game exists. I think I saw it on my phone. Also, <laughs> I think I just I just got Roller Coaster Tycoon. You ever play that? It's on the phone. Your no, kid? It's on mobile. Yeah, they like made a special version that like combines the first and second one, so it's just called like Ooh. arcade retro or whatever. Um, but yeah, Scott That's Scott legit. clearly doesn't have any Wolverine blood because Russell Wilson spent. Uh, four of his eight hours flying over to London doing lunges in the aisle. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, like, the longest flight I ever took in my life, uh, on the way, it was uh, Atlanta to San Francisco, and it was a five and a half hour flight. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't do a few lunges. What? <laughs> you do lunges, like, just to stretch out a little bit? Like, yeah. you got up to go pee, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. me, I gotta stretch out a little bit. Because also, this was the second... N- nobody wants to hear about my flight story, but, like... Well, yeah, we do. Okay. So, I was stuck in the Omaha airport for, like, 19 hours. Mm-hmm. And then, I get an update. So, I'm just trying to go to uh, 
California. And my, or I'm stuck in the Omaha airport. I had already gone through security and everything. Keep getting texts like flight delayed, 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 delayed. Then I get a new text. Your flight has been moved. You now have a flight the next morning at 4.30 to mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then I had like a 20 minute layover in Atlanta where I was just sprinting across the airport to get on a flight to San Francisco. So I had spent, you know, two hours in the air to fly to Georgia. And then oh, yeah. I got on a plane, and then I was in the air for five and a half hours to go from Atlanta to San Francisco. So, all in all, seven about and seven and a half hours in the air, I needed, I did some lunges. So you did not do it on the flight? I did lunges on the flight. I did lunges. That's pretty awesome. I uh, you, I'm becoming, I think I'm liking Russell Wilson more and more with all these bozo stories. I did out. not do four hours of lunges. I did, I ripped out a couple. I, got, and I remember it. I remember you getting no, some looks, but I needed to do them. You have no fucking Wolverine blood, dude. I feel like that's a little Wolverine blood. No. No. Do you think... You I think I did some lunches. There's no way he was, like, quiet about it either. I think, no. Like, he would he lunge, wiener about it and he, like, turned, and he'd, he'd have it's his... like, lunch. oh, does anyone want to lunge with me, guys? No. <laughs> he doesn't talk to them. But he'd have his lips right next to one of the guys' ears, and he could, he'd just go, you gotta be on. And then he lunged really again, and then he and then he turned to another guy, and he go, "You gotta be unlimited." And then he goes, he does one more rep, and he goes, "I'm see." And then he do one more ledge. I don't think he talks with them at all. I think they try to avoid him. Yeah. I think when he talks, I think he just does like all his talking, and it, I think he just mumbles under his breath. You gotta be. He's the corniest guy I've ever seen. He's the NFL version of Michael Scott. Yeah. That was a great observation, Scott. Um, okay. Um, let's make our picks. Boom. Sunday. Should we go through one on one. All right. So, do we want to do this like shotgun bet style, or do? We'll have to figure that out later. All we'll right. figure it out after we go through the first one. So, so, just like we were talking about the Denver Broncos, uh, I don't think Trevor Lawrence did any lunches in the way over. Um, probably not four hours worth. The Broncos in are Jackson, plus though. two and a half. Uh, in London. Oh! Against the Jacksonville oh, Jaguars. Right, right. Yep. Over under is only 39 and a half. Yeesh. The, got... spread, the spread is two and a half. That's... I got the Jags in this one. Although, I don't think the Broncos have lost a single game by more than, like, three points this whole year. Um, with the Jags, I like Doug Peterson. I think he's a good coach. I like Trevor Lawrence. He's a good quarterback. I don't like Hackett. I don't like Russ. Natty Hackett. I don't like the Jags either. In, or I don't in, like... And let's be honest. Let's be honest. Home game is like home away for the Jaguars. Home game for the Jags. I'm, yeah, give me the Jags. Um, New England Patriots minus two and a half versus the New York Jets plus two and a half. Got Patriots fan. How are you feeling? You said you, you I, said you liked the, where the Jets were at. Just so I never feel like I feel great about the, playing the Jets. Mm-hmm. It's the Jets. I see those colors. I see that name. I see that logo. Dub. You think, about, dub. you think about Mark Sanchez eating a hot dog on the sideline? Two score dub. Without a doubt. Fuck. It's going to be really see, Even Vegas knows. Vegas knows. Negative two. Minus two and a half for the Patriots. Ugh. I don't want to pick all these down. Yeah. Yeah, I can't not pick the Patriots. I don't think. I don't really care who they start. I think they win. Mm-hmm. Two and a half this week. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Pittsburgh Steelers plus ten and a half points 
Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Steelers plus ten and a half. Wow, so you would just take them like money line? No, plus ten and a half. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Eagles win. I'm taking Steelers to cover. Yeah, I think I would be in about the same boat. Man, plus three eighty money line. That's kind of juicy. Ooh. That's kind of juicy. I think bet a hundred to win three eighty. I think Kenny Pickett's developing a little bit. Is did you say is TJ Watt coming back this week? I don't think so. He uh, technically okay. can. Okay. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah, then I'd probably. Yeah, I mean, definitely not ten and a half. Uh, I think Philadelphia. I think that would be closer to like six and a half. I think Philadelphia has been obviously only undefeated team in football. What am I doing wrong here, Scott? Bill, uh, Wait. easy schedule. Yeah. Very like insanely easy schedule. Like yeah, the Cowboys are a good team, but Cooper Rush after he had already started for three games. You know what I mean. Like, the shine wears off. You get some scouting film on him. Commanders, their mess. Jaguars. Be bad. Good good win against the Vikings, but... Fair. Very fair. Yeah. Good win against the Vikings. Yeah. That's it. But that's it. That's mm-hmm. the only win over a team that is even in, like, playoff contention. Yeah, give me Steelers plus 10.5, Scott. I got that, too. Damn. Uh, <laughs> okay, Chicago Bears take on Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. Dak is back. He's got another a game and a week of practice under his belt. Another week. Cowboys. Cowboys minus nine and a half. Sorry. Uh, Bears. I'd take the Bears. Um, you know, Cowboys money line. Bears against spread. Nine and a half is huge. That is huge. That's a lot. Give me the fucking Cowboys, dude. We them boys. I'll take boys in Jerry World. Uh, I think Dak and the boys, because I think Dak last game also not, I mean, not fully healthy. Let's be honest. They, you're okay. throwing thumb, uh, not quite there. They, I think Ezekiel Elliott might be out. He's out. Um, actually, probably, and Zeke's great. I think I might have more faith in Tony Pollard. Um, yeah, give me the boys. They're pretty similar. I don't think you have to pick one over the other. You know what I mean? Running backs look a lot better. When they get 13 to 15 carries, than they do if they get 18 to 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, so, I they they definitely complement each other. Um, Dolphins-Lions, only a three and a half for the Dolphins. I think that's probably a little low. I think I would probably put this around like five and a half. But In Detroit. I got the Dolphins by like, like you know, some, some websites you can like, Alternate spreads. Yeah, alternate spreads. I, this is an alternate spread. I would take the Dolphins by a substantial amount. The Lions have looked very bad. Um, but man, this just... I just don't... I don't I, I don't have a lot of faith in Dan Campbell. I, I, I don't either <laughs> anymore. And him as he a person? Just, he's, he is really treading water right now. Come you know, on, man. We're taking um, on. We're taking on. He's bailing water, I should say. He's bailing water out of the sinking ship. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I want to pick. I fucking I want to pick the Lions so bad. Plus three and a half in Detroit. Miami's coming to town. Very high over under. Tyreek points will be scored. Tyreek, Jalen Waddle. Oh, who'd you pick? Lions? Dolphins? No, Dolphins. I said Dolphins. I said I picked Dolphins if it was six and a half. This is the game from the office that they were talking about when Jim asked him if he watched the game. He said the Lions slaughtered the Dolphins, and Michael Scott says, oh, no, really? Yeah, there's staples in that, right? Yeah, but okay. staple in my hand. 
Um, fuck. Give me the Dolphins. Fuck. You haven't been hearing it? I've been sampling it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> kind of feels good. Um, Arizona Cardinals take on the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. Minus, Minnesota Vikings minus three and a half. Yeah. At home. Yep. This is a hard one. This is hard. Give me the Vikings. I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings all year. I think they're good. They're coming to their own. It's here's a big here's a big thing. It's at noon. It's a noon game for us Midwesterners. Kirk struggle a little bit. Time Kirk Cousins hour. That's prime time Vikings hour. Anti anti prime time Kirk Cousins. Cardinals traveling west to east. They're gonna be playing. It'll be ten o'clock Cardinals time. It's a weird time to play a football game. J.J. Watt will be in the northern area of the country, which means he can stop by a frozen lake and hang out in there for three or four hours, get his body right. That is true. Give, but me, the, give me the Cardinals plus three and a half. Give me the Vikings against the spread and the money line. Taking the money line? Yeah. Okay. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, Nolan Saints. Las Vegas Raiders minus one. Saints at home in the Metrodome. No, what's it called? <laughs> the Superdome. Thunder Palace? Super Superdome. Um, give me the Saints. I think the Raiders stink. I think minus uh, what is it? Okay, so minus one twenty. I think if plus one hundred, the Saints can s- slow the running game. I think Saints win. I've if- been. This is another one I would tease the line on. I would take the Raiders on like a three and a half line. Mm. Um, give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. I've been high on the Raiders all year. I think McDaniels is a good coach. I think they're going to start to put it together. See, that, that's, no, that's Patriots bias right there. He stinks. That's, that's fair, but I'm still taking Okay. You're taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Saints. Uh-huh. I'm taking Saints plus one. You're taking Raiders minus one. What would your alternate spread pick be? Three and a half. Plus, minus? Yeah. Minus. Yeah. Minus three and a half, you would yeah. take the Raiders. Yep. Okay. Absolute suck fest. Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers. Hey, divisional, <laughs> divisional lead on the line right here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Carolina Panthers plus four going into oh the Dirty Birds. Uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Dome? Yeah, yeah. Mercedes-Benz place. Uh, dealership. Oh, this game stinks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. PJ Walker. Chubba Hubbard. Chubby Hubby. No no Robbie Anderson. No head coach. The Carolina Panthers are going to be worse team rest of the way. This is... This is... And... Here's the thing. The Falcons, well-coached. They know exactly who they are. That's just a recipe to just stomp a bad team. They know if they win, they got some ice-cold aluminum Bud Lights waiting in the locker they, room. They too. do. They do. And I've been high. I've been high on Arthur Smith. Um, four is a lot. Four is a, is, four is is, a lot, Scott. Four is a lot. But give me the Falcons on both the minus four and the money line. God. I'm really big on that, the favorites this week. I don't know. I don't want to be picking the same things as you, though. Here's the thing. Okay. Give me the Panthers. So, like, let me put it. So, like, tell me what you think the score is going to be. Uh, like, so, like, somewhere, like, 16, 19 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Give me the Panthers plus four. Falcons win it. Uh, the Falcons, on. yeah, the Falcons are not scoring more than uh, what's like a bizarre number, twenty-two points. That's like what the Falcons are going to score. Twenty-two in a hook or twenty-two? I think it's going to be like twenty-two to fifteen. We're just going to get a, something good. Ooh, maybe a safety. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah! 
All right, Tennessee Titans, uh, first game in the 3 o'clock window for the Midwest. Tennessee Titans divisional game, minus 2.5 against the Houston Texans. Damn, that's another Texans one that's way home. too low. That's very interesting. I don't know how I That's a rat it. line. That's that's Vegas wants you to bet on the Titans for some reason. That's a rat line, I'm telling you. That's interesting. What does Vegas know that we know? Over-under is 40.5, which is not big. Uh, I believe... I mean, the Titans have won, what, four straight, quietly? Yeah. Um, haven't looked unbelievable during that time. But Houston, uh, got General Mills versus uh, Ryan Tannehill. I like General Mills. Um, I don't like the Titans roster. Give me their, but then, you know, they keep, why are the Titans always banged up? Why are the Titans and the Ravens always banged up? Well, because they got fucking Mike Rabel coaching him. He's having mm-hmm. them Drink eight beers a night and, and well, and he's yeah, he's warming up against him. He's <laughs> he's, blo- he's running scout team linebacker. He's the um, one blowing through their ACLs, and then he hasn't run out. For give a play. me oh, give what happened? Me the Texans here. Hell yeah, give, give me, me the Texans. General Mills, Mills Mafia, Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce, potential love offensive Damian rookie Pierce. of the year. Hell oh my yeah. god, I love Damian Pierce. Hell yeah, give me Tennessee minus two and a half. <laughs> I, that's too. That's too little. I think. Ugh, I don't like it. It's a rat line, though. They want you to bet on. Vegas wants you to bet on the Titans. We'll give them what they want. All right. Uh, New York Giants rat line. take on the Seattle this Seahawks. Saying what? Seattle Seahawks minus three against the New York Giants. Uh, over unders at forty four and a half of a point. Was there? Wait, hold on. There is one, two, three, four, four games on the three o'clock window with. A London game? It's interesting. Nice. Well, I got the Giants here. I love the Giants. I think the Seahawks have been playing with a lot of fool's gold. I think the Giants, to the extent, have been playing with a lot of fool's gold, but I think the Giants' goal is a little bit more real than the Seahawks' goal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And three is, a, three is a heavy line for this. I, You know, I got the Giants. I got the Giants. No brainer. This is by far my favorite underdog that I've seen so far. Give me Seattle, dude. I, I can't Ugh. go against Geno Smith. Best quarterback in the NFC. Second best quarterback in the NFC. Whew. Who's number one? Daniel Jones? Jalen. Jalen. <laughs> I can't go against in Seattle. It's going to be loud. They're going to be hyped. They're, play, they're playing a good team. Uh, I mean, Giants have not beaten a team by more than, like, I don't even know if seven points. I mean, every game is one score. True, but um, the Giants have at least played some good competition. Yeah, so is Seattle. Played the best yeah, teams in all of football. You're probably. right, so is Seattle. Hell yeah. Like a marquee, this is like on paper a marquee matchup, but also on paper a poopy matchup. Geno <laughs> <laughs> Smith. Depends what side of the paper you're looking at. If it's toilet paper or if it's, uh, I don't know, what's a good piece of paper? You lost me there. Oh, hand, uh, fucking, like, what did the Egyptians use? Oh, uh, papyrus. Papyrus. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. A papyrus. Um, Are we looking at toilet wrote, paper or papyrus here? Give me papyrus and give me. This is toilet paper. Mister, uh, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back. No. Uh, this is toilet paper, and if there's one thing that Brian Dable knows, it's toilet paper. <laughs> Moving on. Let me spit out my. <laughs> Yeah, he was living in Buffalo too. He's probably eating as spicy as he was. Yeah, he's the orange uh, 
CP. Sorry, never mind. He was uh, no, he was walking up to Josh Allen every day. Oh, I, you guys yeah. don't go in the first stall in the bathroom. That man, up, yeah, that man is, is wetting Frank's hot sauce. <laughs> All right, the San Francisco 49ers. His beard is like running with. <laughs> he's got like he's dyed it orange. He's got like flats hanging out. Um, San Francisco 49ers minus one and a half against the L.A. Rams in SoFi Stadium. Um, Niners, Niners, ooh. Niners favorite. Niners got another uh, week with Christian McCaffrey. I think. Oh yeah. The Rams so Got far it. worst offense in the league. Coming off a bye. Coming off a bye. Is it? It's not the worst, is it? They in fantasy wise are the worst. <sighs> a lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks. Niners defense, points. at least maybe not anymore after the Chiefs game was the number one defense in football. There's a lot of guys in both these games. Let me let's just up. name name let's let, let's name guys in this game until we can't name guys anymore. Okay, Ready? boom, go. Chris McCaffrey. Oh, Cooper Cup. Boom. Aaron Donald. Uh, Bosa. Aaron Robinson. Uh, Alan Robinson, you said? Yeah. Uh, George Kittle. That was my guy. Um, Jimmy G. Fred Warner. That's a good guy. Uh, really love Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Um, Jalen Ramsey. Ooh, that's another good guy. Clay Matthews not on the team anymore. Oh, he's got, he's retired. Congrats, Clay Matthew. Yep. Uh, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, I don't know if Daryl Henderson is on. Did you say Aaron Donald yet? I did say Aaron Donald. It's okay, yeah. I assumed you did. Um, Boy, one more. I think it might be. Yeah. I think I it might be. Wait, no, 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 give me some. Oh, Debo, Jesus. Trent Williams got cooked by Frank Clark. Um, damn. Are you? Damn, that was mine. If I can't come up with another one, then we're tied. Um, Those are some fucking nah, guys. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys. I got, a lot I, of guys in this game. And I, two, two of the best coaches in the league. This will be an interesting game. I got to take that. It feels like Niners easily. Minus one and a half? Come on. Niners have dominated the Rams, too. Niners have won like yeah. the last nine or eight of the last nine. They didn't win the playoffs. They didn't win the playoffs one eight of the other nine. Not a playoff game. Yeah. Sunday. I like the Niners here too, coming off a loss. Yeah. Give another week to Christian McCaffrey. This offense is going to start looking dynamic. That offense started out strong against the Chiefs. Um, obviously, yeah. near the end, they got torched. You just, um, when you get a guy only two days of practice, how many plays can you learn? Mm hmm. Still looks good in that game. And on game. top of that, running backs with the coach relationship, it's all about comfort. You know what I mean? He has to be able to execute the play perfectly. He has to be able to, you have to trust him blocking correctly. Um, you, you know, you've got to keep your quarterback healthy. So. Yeah, let's assume Kyle and Christian McCaffrey get along pretty well. All right. Yeah. Washington, another, oh, hell yeah, suck fest. Washington Commanders, plus three in, in, um, against the Indianapolis Colts. In Indy. In Indy, uh, what's his face? We're back for his career start. Sam Ellinger's first career start, I believe. I guess he might have started as a backup at one point. Um, oh my God, Ty Taylor Heineke versus Sam Ellinger. This is what the people want. I love Taylor Heineke. Oh, this I'm going to a, watch this game. This is going to be a hard one. Um, I will too. I will too. 
I've got uh, I got the give me the commanders against the spread. Damn, the I was three three. <laughs> I, I really like the commanders here. I like the commanders a lot because I like Heineke a lot. Um, so you're taking commanders money line and spread. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Colts' offense has looked rough. Colts. Jonathan Taylor still hasn't had like a like a boom game yet. You know. Frank Reich told Matt Ryan, "Hey, this is you know him being benched. Hey, this is on us. We promised you an incredible offensive line, an incredible rushing game. We have not delivered on those at all. I gotta take the Commanders plus three. It sounds like they're kind of back on the season." Yeah, they stink. Beat the Chiefs somehow still. Can't get over that. All right. Sunday Night Football. Marquee matchup. Green Bay Packers versus Buffalo Bills in Bildo Central in Buffalo. Let's assume we see some Bildos on the field. Green Bay Packers plus 11. First time Aaron Rodgers has been a double-digit underdog, I believe, in his career, and it's plus 11. Buffalo Bills coming off a bye. Um, not that it's a bad thing. Early buy for the Bills. Um, if you're the Bills, feels like you wanted to probably just keep rolling. Um, but Green yeah. Bay Packers got a lot to figure out. The bye week never comes at a bad time. No, not necessarily. Um, what do you? Th- I fuck. I got the Packers against the spread. Bills money line. I just, for some reason, this feels just like a Bills stinker game. Like, it just feels yeah, like... Totally. Just, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know you said... I don't see a way that they're losing this, but I definitely, you know, 11 is a lot. They've just been playing so well off a of bye on Sunday Night Football against the Packers, who have not looked good at all. It just kind of feels like Packers plus 11. That's why I got. I said I got Packers plus 11. Packers plus 11. Bills money line. I'm not going to take a money line on this game. Okay. Boom. That's your Sunday slate. Put it on the books. Uh oh, we got a we got a Monday night game. Well, well, we can do that. We'll, we'll, we can, we'll do we a can pick Monday. it. We can pick it against spread. Okay. Fuck. Bengals Bengals Browns. Oh, girls. Bengals minus 3. Bengals okay. minus 3. That's that's low. That's another one I'd tease the lineup on. But yeah, give me the give me the Bengals there in a big way. <laughs> I love the Bengals. Yeah, without Jamar Chase, let's assume they still dominate. Yeah. Um, Browns running game. T. Higgins. Yeah, this is like Bengals minus three, Bengals money line, T. Higgins over on receiving yards. T. Higgins, touchdown. All right. Scott, you got time to talk to some Nebraska football? Absolutely. All right. So, hell yeah. Uh, Huge game on Saturday. Um, Nebraska will take on the Fighting Illini with... um, uh, Who's that big fat so? Bert? Bert Belemic. Bert. <laughs> well, we know that's not true. No. Bert, Brett Bielma. Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema. Yeah. Uh, Brett Bielema, uh, the 18th ranked Illinois fighting Illini. Um, a game where Nebraska has seven and a half against the spread in Memorial Stadium. Yeah. Um, I like I would definitely take us against the spread, but man, this Illinois game is looking like a bad matchup. Yeah, so Illinois, they've got the top defense in the country. They're they're like top five in all of the uh, 
like the top measurable metrics for a defense, yards per game, yards per rush, yards per pass, points per game. Um, their efficiency numbers are really good, and they've played, you know, a decently tough schedule so far. They definitely look like the team that's going to win the West, although in the West, anything can happen. Um, one thing I do have to say is I don't understand why Brett Bielema is not being considered as, you know, a potential coaching candidate for Nebraska or any of these other jobs that are open. Yeah, because he's fat. Um, you know, the the way he's been able to turn around this Alina defense in, the, in just the two years that he was there um, is, is pretty ridiculous. It's it's pretty insane what they've been able to do. Um, I, I will say that if you are hiring a coach in the Big Ten for the upcoming years, you, you no longer have to worry about winning the Big Ten West because we know they're going to do away with divisions. So winning the Big Ten West... Do we know that? Do we know that? They are going to do away with divisions, yes. They're keeping them for a little bit longer, but they're not going to have divisions going forward. So winning the Big Ten West is no longer going to matter. Although, that being said, there is nobody alive who knows how to win the Big Ten West better than Brett Bielema. Yeah. Seems like Kirk Ferentz get fired, too. Um, they, uh, they're not going to fire him. This is, he's just going to walk away. This is probably just it. This, well, if, yeah, they, they wouldn't ne- technically fire him from Iowa. They would just, hey, you got to go. Did you see that uh, Iowa would have been better off punting on first sound than running offensive plays against Ohio <laughs> State, according to the numbers? Oh, dude, it is brutal. It's brutal to see Kirk or his uh, press conferences, too. Did you see the last one where he, it was his Monday night, it was Monday press conference after the game, and he just talked about how he had to answer all these really tough questions, and that on the way home, he found solace in the fact that he doesn't have to be the guy asking those questions, and those people are terrible people. He's like, I would, could have been worse, I could be that guy asking questions. Oh, what a prick. Um, Yeah, what a... God damn! I didn't hear that. What a fucking dick bag. So if while Scott Holy was shit. Scott was talking, if you heard uh, any water flowing, that was uh, just me dumping beers in my mouth. That was nothing else. Yep. Um, Illinois, obviously number one defense in the country. Um, now I don't watch film, Scott. You watch film? Um, not necessarily not of yet. this, but uh, <laughs> sometimes I watch Husker games with the sound off. And then I rewind the plays every couple times. But um, Nebraska's just under interim head coach Mickey Joseph have just looked a lot better everywhere. Um, They, I don't know, I was told this on a podcast by Sipple um, that the offensive line blocked a lot better in the second half against Purdue. I don't know if that's true. Probably is true seeing the way Trey Palmer. Definitely is true. Um, it's I just, mean, Illinois had the. It changes when you have like a weapon that you have to respect. You can't play defense a certain way. Yeah. And where we've really struggled this year isn't necessarily with down linemen. It's with picking up blitzers. And so when you can't trust your defensive backs to play man coverage against a weapon on the other team, then you can't, you know, blitz as often or with the um, the same packages that you could previously. So when you have a guy that you know is going to beat coverage in man, you you know. Sam's reason you can't blitz as much. Does that make sense to you? One more time, that last bit. So, if when you're blitzing, when you're sending guys, yeah, you're playing more man coverage or exclusively man right, coverage right, across right, the board. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when you have a receiver like Trey Palmer, mm-hmm. who you know you Dog. can't, you yeah. can't cover in man coverage. You don't have a guy that's going to be able to cover him in man coverage. Mm-mm. 
then you can't blitz in a way that's going right. to give him man coverage. Right. You need you need at least two guys on him. And that's what we've been struggling with this year is not necessarily down linemen getting pressure. It's picking up blitzes, especially off the edge. Uh-huh. So um, being able to, you know, halt that Illinois pass rush or the Illinois or pressure, you know, the, oh, they've been they've been a team that's been able to get a lot of pressure with down linemen. So maybe this is a good matchup for Nebraska. Maybe we'll be able to put up more points than expected this week because we're able to uh, be better pass blockers than it may seem against down linemen. I um, just you look at these stats are kind of like in the in the statistical column. Nebraska is giving up four hundred seventy one and a half yards per game. Now, smokes. that's correct. Oh my god! Um, that is a little bit. I I just like the first three four games, different football team. Yeah. Um, Casey Thompson, Trey Palmer, that connection's I think very solid. Anthony Grant. Um, I'm been... worried. I'm worried about our defense in this game because we struggle against quarterbacks and teams that can like split the field in half. We don't do really well at disguising what we're gonna do. Teams seem to be able to identify what our defense is doing exactly and being able to find guys on these like underneath routes for super efficient gains. Like, but who's it? Tony DeVito? Is he is he a stud? No, but he's more like an Aiden O'Connell type, where he's gonna be able to you know, dink and dunk you all the way down the field and have 85% completion by the end of the day. And that that's, you know, that's what Northwestern did against us. That's what, um, that's not what Georgia hey, North, did Northwestern, Northwestern, Georgia Southern, different, different team, different team. All um, right. all right. But that's what, yeah. So it's not what Indiana was able to do against us. And it's not what Rutgers were able to do against us. So, but it is what Purdue was able to do against us. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is a bad matchup for our defense. I think we're a better matchup than people might think for their defense. Sure. But this is a really bad matchup for our defense. I think if Nebraska can get some big plays early, we have sure. a very good shot at winning this sure. game. Very good shot. If Because Illinois, it's, it's there's no secret to anything they do. They're not a complicated team. Um, they want to run the football. They want to stop the run. They want to play solid defense. Um, I think Nebraska, here's the thing. I think to win this game, we're going to need a special teams touchdown, and we're going to need a – I think you need a special teams touchdown and a positive turnover margin. Well, positive turnover – I mean, positive turnover margin in any game, probably going to win. Um, yeah, and special teams, I'm, I'm saying we need both. I'm saying we need both to win this game. I think we need a two-possession advantage, if that makes sense. How did we get here? How did we get here where we're – How did Illinois get there? That's a better question because – we need to figure that out so then that we can do that. How did Illinois get there? How did Illinois turn on their defense in two years? Right, but if Illinois... Oh, jeez, this stinks. Because um, Illinois is not even like... There's two words. There's two-word answer. How did Illinois get there? Brett Bielema. Bielema. That's what... You know, what, is there a better explanation than that? Does it come down to anything more than just that coach? Mm, probably not. I mean, uh, the West—they've West stinks this year. If that's the case, and we're really putting all of this turnaround on Brett Bielema, then we like we need to be seriously considering giving a a Godfather offer to Brett Bielema. How many teams would love for the Huskers to be playing that brand of football? Okay, brand of football out the window because I don't like talking about how a team should look in terms of like winning. I know, but in the, at the end of the day, we're a Midwest team, right? But teams it, are like much better, like. 
Does Illinois it, it have feels... a, any shot in the world at winning the Big Ten? No. Or like they have like a shot any time in the future? No. Yeah. So that's right. That, but you have to get. Happen. That's what I. I think you have to get there. You have to walk before you can run. Something. So you'd say hire Brett Bielma and then fire him for somebody who's like that's yeah. just puts you right back in Bo Pelini's spot. Well, realm world. Huh. Maybe, but I'd rather be there than here. Yeah. Um. So Illinois. Here, be... what, let me put it this way: What's your favorite Husker team in your lifetime? Because I have a solid answer that stands out in my mind. I have two. Team Magic. That's certainly one of them. Two thousand ten Team Magic. magic two thousand ten Team Magic. Like yeah, we had Team Magic, but we also had a oh, top nine. five defense in the country. Oh nine is my favorite year. Yeah, Lazarus. Because and we had two. a crappy offense, but we had an otherworldly defense. Yeah, that's well. That's just because we had something that was really, really good. Like anytime you have a couple play, like anytime you have anything that's really, really good, you're like, "Holy fuck, this is awesome!" I don't know if it's yeah. So Illinois but has like, beat even, even those like Team Magic, you know. They're, they're, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Illinois has beat Wyoming, lost to Indiana, beat Virginia, Chattanooga, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. Now on paper, I think those that looks like a very good schedule. Wisconsin was very down. Uh, Iowa has looked like Iowa. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's a little down. So they, I think they're like, I think this is a very solid team. I don't know if it's quite a six and one team. Like, I yeah. think you look at that record. The schedule's alone, not, it's not looking as good as I remembered it. No. Um, and like, it looks pretty soft going here on board. So Illinois should for sure be favorites. I don't know if I would put, I don't know if they should be seven and a half. Man. I would think two or three. Illinois is going to win 10 games this year. Mm, they might probably winning the West, not beating us. We're gonna beat the shit out of them. Uh-uh. Um, I don't. Here's the thing. Also, both teams coming off a bye. I don't know if Illinois can get better than what they've been. I think they've been playing at like their highest level possible. Sure. I think Nebraska, especially with the new head coach off a of bye, we and saw new, how much they were able coordinator to coordinator too. Yeah, with new defensive coordinator, we saw how much they were able to change in their first bye. Played week zero, two byes. I think with another buy, Nebraska can improve noticeably. Not obviously. I agree. But yeah. like they can improve I a totally lot. Agree. Illinois, not so much. Not that they're going to get worse, but I mean, obviously they're going to be a solid football team. But I think Nebraska's got a very real shot at winning this game. Illinois already has a thousand yard pressure. Yeah, Chase Brown's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Anthony Grant's been great. He's got seven. Yeah, Anthony last Grant couple of games, have, he's been a little quiet. But uh, I mean, you get that. Receiving game working with Trey Palmer, that's going to open up that run game a lot. Yeah. And Whipple will go with the high hand. Whipple will go with what's working. Yeah. We got, looks like we got Ramir Johnson healthy. Um, I saw he was listed as a slot receiver now. Yeah. Scott Frost said he got caught between receiver and running back. So that's why he wasn't playing. Which. You got to find a way for him to get on the field. <laughs> no, he was, he was caught. What do you want him to do? Um, all right, Scott. Who do you want? You want Illinois minus seven and a half, Nebraska yeah. plus seven and a half. I mean, Nebraska plus seven and a half. Seven, Hell seven yeah. and a half is a lot for a team at home coming off a bye week. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but no, give me, give me Nebraska. Oh, man. If Mickey wins this, then I think you seriously have to consider Mickey for the job. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, his wife. It was on uh, Derek Peterson's uh, Locked In Huskers. Mm-hmm. He was giving her some hard questions, and she was fucking. 
She was I, hitting it out of the park. Yeah. She was answering him really well. I was really impressed. Yeah. Because that's not an easy position. Because he was like, I thought he was going to like ask her pretty easy questions. He was not. He was like, what do you think? Uh, I can't remember the exact question, but he was like, what do you think Mickey needs to do to get the job? And she said, like, what was asked of the previous head coach, which we now know because of the Freedom six of Information Act. Yeah. Yeah, it was six and six, which if Mickey Joseph goes six and six, that's very impressive. Like yeah. if we end with six and six record, if we had added Nick Saban when Scott Frost was fired, I'm not sure we're going six and six. Let's look at the. Uh, can we look at the rest of the way? Yeah. By the way, I am picking Nebraska plus seven and a half. Also, obviously. Um, I do think one thing I will say is in season stuff is a lot easier than off season stuff. Um. So yeah, if you win, if you win this game, you're sitting at four and four. I think you have to win this game to even have a chance of going six and six, right? Would you say the same thing? No. So you think Nebraska could win three of the next four if they don't win this one? Yeah. You think you see a world where Nebraska's beating Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa? Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa? Yeah, I'd see a world. I mean, if you beat Illinois, it becomes I think it becomes a very good chance. You make I a think bowl. you can definitely win two, two out of I think there's a chance you could win two out of the next four after this game, but I don't really, I think that there's I think it be becomes th- extremely unlikely that you win three out of four. It becomes tough. I think there's a good chance by the time we play Iowa, they are a dumpster fire. The way that offense has imploded. Their defense obviously did not you know, play decent against Ohio State for a while, forced some field goals, but there's that team can fracture easily. I think that team might be a dumpster fire by the time we play them. Uh, Wisconsin, we'll see. I think they're getting a little better. I don't think Minnesota is great. Um, we're going to find I out think, a lot. Well, I think Wisconsin's in pretty much the same boat we are with the interim head coach. With a good, yeah, I think well, a really good interim head But coach. they expect that interim head coach to be the coach. Yeah. So, yeah. like, basically the coach, right? And so, I think you can make a case that Wisconsin's going to get better week over week as well. All right. We got to get out of here. Um, yep. We'll be back Monday. We're going to give you a banger of a show. Um, fucking forgot. I even put a sticky note. Um, like and subscribe if you're still listening. We're on audio, pretty much every audio platform you can imagine. Um, but not Apple Podcasts. That's not my fault. They're fucking me over. Um, get it figured out. Uh, we should have better audio, better video coming soon. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And have a hell of a week. Bye-bye.